ようこそテンペンスアーケードポッドキャストへヴィクター・マーランドとショーン・ホーリーです Welcome to the テンペンスアーケードポッドキャスト with ヴィクター・マーランドとショーン・ホーリー Hello and welcome to the テンペンスアーケードポッドキャスト My name is Victor Marland aka Vertvic And I'm Sean Holly How are you Victor Marland? I'm not bad actually Not so bad Good,、um, you had a good, good couple of weeks Yeah, not bad. I've not heard from you much. What have you been up to? Working and gaming and gaming and working and gaming at work. No, 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 just gaming. No, yeah, working. Honest, Gav. That's sort of part and parcel、yeah. of your work nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. My work、yeah. has been kicking my backside lately. I've been so busy and I don't like it. I've been very busy. Up、We、against the ki- wall. But I'm not doing something I like doing that much where you are. Yeah, we've had the kids' half term holidays, so、Uh-oh. we're open three more. Afternoons more than usual, and it's just insanely busy. But good fun, good fun. Uh oh, loads of overtime money, I hope. Yay!、Uh, kind of no. Yeah, no. Oh dear. Maybe.、Yeah. Uh oh. So, Sol finally got his t shirt. Yes, this is the Ten Pence High Score League coming second to Charlie Fard 2018 t shirt. <laughs> Which we'll probably do every year now. We should get、yeah. one marked up saying, came, I came. Second place to Charlie, but all I got was a stupid t shirt. <laughs> so I finally saw him. It was sort of the end of February where I saw him when he came to the club and I presented it to him. And there is the photo, kids, on the. Should we put it on the show notes? Yeah, can we? can we do. Can?、Yeah. Sol isn't a secretive character. I saw him on、yeah. Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So on Saturday morning, before I went to the Chris CMP meet,、uh, Tony Temple came round, arcade blogger himself.、Oof. He came round because he wanted some jam tech tips.、Mm. How to wire up a jammer cab? Because he's doing up a little cabaret streets Stargate. It was a UK licensed Stargate,、uh, a UK licensed Stargate from Williams, from a UK company called Streets. And they did really spangly control panels on these little tiny cabs. It's a weird little cab. It's got a 17 inch arcade monitor in it.、Mm. You don't normally get 17 inch. It usually goes from 13, 14 to 19, then up、yeah. to 25 and, and 29. I've seen a Streets Defender. It's very similar. Almost exactly the、yeah. same, actually, but one extra button on the control panel. But the control panels are really sparkly and spangly. Ooh, nice. But what Tony didn't really understand how to do until I told him was the ISO transformer for the monitor. He wasn't sure. Quite where you wire it into AC and what parts of it comes out to the monitor and what goes to the, the, the jammer harness and, and all that sort of stuff and the, you know, the, the switcher. So, what we did is we got all the bits he had and we wired it up on the floor. So, you've got the switcher there, the control panel, the jammer connector, the monitor, the ISO transformer, and the mains to the plug. And we wired it all up and got it going, but the monitor wasn't quite working. It was a bit,、um, it wouldn't sync properly. Right. You can see a picture in the background. We use the test PCB first because he's going to be using a J Rock Defender,、uh, J Rock Williams board in a multi Williams board. Nice. So,、uh, yeah, we, we, we obviously didn't try that first thing because they're quite expensive boards. We just put a rubbishy old test board Foot- in to try it out. Football, or what that football game? It wasn't actually. It was, a, it was a Neo Geo motherboard I've got, which is, it gives a good test pattern. That's why I use it most of the time.、But、I was fair,、yeah. I was confident it, it worked in because before we actually wired it up, We tested the voltages anyway with the, the multimeter, so it's fine. But yeah, we got it going, and we actually 
got the the board going on another cab just to make sure it was okay because he'd never used it before, and it was. But do you know what? Tony didn't say thank you once. Oh. Ungrateful get. This is a total lie. He said thank you about 400 times. Uh, and also in the afternoon, when, when Tony went, uh, I went to the CNP Parkade meeting, Parkade 5, I believe now. And, ooh, lots of cool things going on. Loads of cool people there. Saw Sol and his, his little tiny brother as well, who's a big strapping lad, not tiny at all. And mm. Rich Gregory, the, the marvellous Rich Gregory, chunks in, who does all the excellent things with pies. Yes. Got... A Pi running MAME playing Power Drift on Chris's Power Drift cab. Because Chris has got a Power Drift cab, right? And he's never had a Power Drift PCB for it because they're quite hard to come by. So he's always played OutRun in it with an OutRun PCB. Because it's just a yeah. quick, I think it's just a very simple adapter to change a few pinouts in there. Yeah. But he's obviously always wanted to play Power Drift, one of his favourite games. So. When I saw Rich, I said, how are you doing? And I talked to him for a little bit. And I said, oh, I've got some boxes for people here. And I've, I've got an APAC for Rob Lewell. And he went, what? you got an APAC? I said, yeah, yeah, I borrowed it off Rob. I brought it back to him. But he's not here today, so I was going to leave it with Chris. He said, oh, can I borrow it? I said, yeah, sure. What do you want? And what he did, he, he used it with a, a pie and loads of other bits and bobs to adapt MAME into that cab using analog controls. So it used the steering wheel, the pedal, and the gear sticks. And he, wow. he got it working absolutely perfect because what they had a problem because him and Dave Flinster, who's also a bit of an expert with that sort of thing, they had a problem with a dead a dead zone in the steering. So when you steered a certain way, part of the steering didn't do anything. Sort of in the middle, it was in limbo. But what they do is they, they ironed the problem out and they got it running absolutely perfectly. And then Eric, Mister Banana, tried the game out because he's actually got a cab with that with that PCB in it, so he knows he knows the game inside out. And he said it was absolutely perfect. So they cured wow. the dead spot problem with analog or the APAC on the Pi. So what that means is, because I borrowed that off Rob to test something out for myself, which worked fine, he took that out of his Warlords Mini that he made. He made a little mini Warlords with four mm. controllers, but he never finished it off because he couldn't get over the problem of having the dead spot on the controllers, and it just didn't play properly. But Rich since then, since Saturday, has cured that problem as well. What a guy! And I suppose, because it's, was it a 1987-88 game, it should run okay, shouldn't it, on Raspberry Pi? They reckon it runs absolutely perfectly. And it looked bang on. Brilliant. I couldn't tell the difference. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert racing guy anyway, but it looked absolutely lovely in there. It looked like it meant to be in there. It was really good. Whoa. And they reckon they can awesome. get some other games running as well, because it's um, one of those analogue steering wheels, which is, I think it's a 270-degree steering wheel, so it doesn't go all the way round. Yeah. And you know, because pole position's a spinner, because the wheel just spins mm. all the way round. And so, so are old games like Speed Race CL5, and I think Turbo is as well. Is it? So it wouldn't be able to yeah, play those yeah, games, because it's not a spinner, it's yeah. analogue. You need mm. an Opti-Pack to do that, which I suppose you could do if you wanted to do it. So that's going to sort of future-proof quite a few people's racing machines, hopefully. Oh, he's a genius, isn't he? He is, but because the thing is, those those PCBs have got a lot of custom chips on. They've got all this sort of custom hardware for all the sprite scaling and all that lot. And they cost a lot of money to get fixed, even if you can get them fixed, that is. So this is going to hopefully future-proof a lot of those cabs. Nice. That's like a, what is it, like a hundred quid fix or something? I don't know, how much More is an APAC? Oh, an APAC, 25, 30 pounds, something like that. 
Oh god, yeah. And you've got the Raspberry Pi, which is thirty quid, and say say it's a hundred pounds to put the whole lot together. So what? And you can play yeah. other games on it as well. So you can play Outrun yeah. on that one, you can play Outrun Deluxe, um you could play all the power drift. I'm, I'm sure there's loads of others as well that use the same kind of mechanism to play. Mm. Excellent yeah. stuff. Wow, oh, that's clever. And on one of Chris's machines, he's got a little Electrocoin MIDI, which he puts his jammer games in. And he was adjusting it a little while ago, and something went wrong. He was adjusting the, the width coil with a metal Allen key, which you're not supposed to do because it gets hot, apparently. You're supposed to use a plastic Allen key. And he thinks he knocked something. But the monitor's okay. It still works. But it's the funkiest, psych- most psychedelic monitor I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> if you yeah. think about um, what a French flag looks like, red, uh, blue, white, and red, but yeah. his is like pink, green, and blue over the top of all the all the rest of the, the graphics. So if you think of like a Vectrex overlay, it looks like he's put a funky overlay over the monitor. So everything is really weird colours in stripes. In th- three thick bands of stripe colour. We had a look at the back of it, trying to work out what it was, but we couldn't work it out. So it's going to have to be a sort of a, a, a repair, I think, to send the chassis off to repair. But the monitor still works absolutely fine. The picture's lovely, but it's just really psychedelic. That's weird. Have, have you looked at the quad capacitor regulating thing? You should see how confused he looks making his own nonsense up, everyone. <laughs> We we just looked at a few basic things in the back of it and it couldn't work out what it was. I've never seen a problem like it before because when, when the convergence and the colour purity goes on the colour purity rings, it usually sort of goes around the outside and it's sort of a, not a uniform. This is dead uniform, three big thick stripes equal spaced across the going down the monitor. It's really bizarre. But when he played Robotron in it, it looked quite good because there's really funky colours anyway. And I think he had a 60-in-1 run in there with um, Mr. Do's Mr. Do Run Run. And that looked quite good with uh, the yeah. weird colours. It was really odd, but it looked quite good. It sort of fitted the game, actually. Neapolitan cake. Get one of them, because that's the same three colours. Somewhere sandwich it in between the connectors, and it might reverse the effect, therefore rendering it perfect. So, also at the meet, Sol and his little brother, uh, Tiny Daniel, we call him, He's yeah, massive. he's massive. Danny. He's massive, massive. Um, they've got a cab each. They've 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 taken yeah. the plunge with us and they've bought a cab. They're a bit weird looking. Have you seen them? Uh, no, they've got. Uh, I can't remember what what names they are. But there's a red and a blue one. They're very similar. They've got no marquees. They're quite flat fronted things. Nice looking cabs. They've got a good deal on them as well. Real nice. And um, they both picked up some wiring looms and some new joysticks at the meet. I think someone bought them for them. And they're now taking the plunge, restoring their own cabs. We've infected Ooh. some more. Brilliant. Brilliant. So good luck with that, lads. And I've got some words of wisdom for you here from a Yorkshire tome that I read. Mm. Now here, lads, get a brew and a butty on and take this time and have a good faff-wit cab. And before you knows it, you'll be having a real good time. Make sure you get them clarty buttons out and some champion bobby dazzlers in. <laughs> Only they'll know what I just said then. I haven't got a clue what I just said. I have no oh, yeah. idea. No. So what have you been up to? Tell me. Tons. I have been. Oh, yes. I've been to Formby Beach and Woodlands with the lovely wife. We've been around. Turned out nice again. 
Yeah, good thing is, because now I have Mondays and Tuesdays off, yep. everywhere we go, I think I've said this before, is empty. And we went on to Formby Beach, and it was a little bit of rain, a little bit foggy, and there was one person with a dog about a mile away, and there was no one else. It's quite eerie, actually. Do you know what? That is my impression of anything north of Watford. What, quite eerie and foggy? Just, just grey, one man with his dog, wind. Ba- basically... Anything out of um, Wuthering Heights. That's what the North is to me. (laughs) It's not that bad or that good. Anyway, I've played, I found a VR game that I like. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a. Oh, Sean, come on. We had a booking in on Monday night, so I did this booking. There was just a couple of us. And it was a corporate do, and they were they were playing other games, and they were kind of my age, so they didn't play a lot of the VR. What, they're so in I the thought, 70s? Yeah, so I had a go of VR. Or wheelchairs. Right? And this game called Beat Saber, people will know what it is. Really, it's you, you get your two Oculus Rift controllers, and, and when you look through the headset, they're like lightsabers, and there's cubes, coloured cubes, rushing towards you in a 3D landscape, you're just chopping off that's it, but it's so tactile and it feels so good, you know you've got a blue sabre for the blue sword, blue blocks red sabre for the red and they spin so you've got to hit them on certain sides and it's all in time to music Okay. and then you get big huge like columns coming towards you and you've got to duck and duck under them and dodge it sounds a bit physical it was but I really enjoyed it and I didn't get any sickness because i don't think you're actually that you're not moving that i don't know how they do it it's like the racing games make me ill and the flying games make me ill but this didn't it was just a, a blocky landscape rushing towards you chopping all the bits off but it's a really good game i it suppose if to... things are moving towards you rather than you you're moving or the feeling of you moving yeah is, is what did it so it's like if you're being pushed in a wheelbarrow down a hill you might not feel too well if someone just threw a yoghurt at you, it'd be a completely different <laughs> feeling, wouldn't it? That's a good analogy. A yoghurt in a wheelbarrow. Yoghurt yeah. in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, so that's really good. It's not one I'll play a lot because it is a bit physical. I like to sit down and press buttons, but Absolutely. it is cool. So I, I was impressed with that VR. I know a few other people are. Hey, and you know, I was on about Jumping Jack. Yes, Jumping Jack, the old Universal game, which we both like. Well, before getting on to Tokyo, I thought I'm going to loop this. Yep. And I finally did. And I think it was a bit of a fluke, so I want to get better at it, but I looped it. What score did you get from looping it? I, I think about 60,000. Really? Something like yeah. Something like that. that. That was a derisory, really. I know. You go should on. be on 100k when you're looping it. I know there's other secrets. Can you go off the screen or something? Oh, we'll yes. Talk, oh, we'll yes. Talk about it. Like there's moles with it. bags of diamonds. There's turtles with diamonds. All sorts of gear going on. It is a universal game, so it's full of that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, lo- they love their diamonds. Anyway, loved it. Good, nice one. And just off topic, just as the day before we're recording this, we hear about the death of Keith Flint from The Prodigy, the suicide of Keith Flint. Only 49. A, I know, it was a massive part of my 20s, The Prodigy and the rave scene, and, it, and I loved it. And I don't know why I'm saying this, it's just sort of affected me a bit, really. Yeah. It, even... At our wedding, I don't know if I've told you this, me and wife got married. Yeah, I know, because she's yeah. wife. Yeah, and 
the guy it was it's got to the night my night do you've had the reception and you said all your thank yous and that and then you get the slow dance don't you and they the guy said to me right what what do you want what sort of slow dance do you want something romantic and i whispered to him put fire starter on right? <laughs> <laughs> so the dance floor cleared and me and wife sort of like arm in arm and then fire starter come on boom and i was leaping around <laughs> um, and she was looking at you thinking what have I just done? Oh, no, it was so funny. <laughs> that I couldn't help myself. So thanks, Keith Flint, for that prodigy. I, st- I still, I think they've gone off the boil a lot, but the first three and a half albums are really good. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, bit of a downer, but let's go back up, Vic. Arcade News. Las Vegas uh, Soho, the arcade in Soho, London, uh, which Toby and Akon. Uh, are doing a podcast. Yeah, he's great. He's Toby. He's really, he's really positive ambassador for arcades. He's really pushing good the, the arcades and not the redemption stuff. He's great, guys. So we've got some links there for watch that. You would get them on the uh, website. They're doing a YouTube one where you can see them, and also an audio only podcast. Mm-hmm. So both of those. We don't want YouTube, do we? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! This is not arcade news but i follow the 8-bit guy i really love his little so do i because he's just he's like ben heck and he just builds stuff and makes great stuff he's really cool and he's doing his own 8-bit computer so he's calling it commander 16 at the moment confusing i know there's a great facebook thread on it and that's that's really interesting so put a link into that how he's it's all off the shelf parts but it's going to be an 8-bit vga computer do you know what process is going to have in it I'm not sure. It's got a. I don't know what is. It's off the shelf, so I, you can still get eight bit. Yeah, you can still you can still get um, Z80s. They still make them. Uh, it does say what I've forgotten. Because there's a there's a few of these different computers around that you can build yourself. Because he actually built one himself on on one of the um, shows he did. Um, mm. But the one that's been on Twitter a lot lately, that I sort of follow, is a thing called an RC2014. And it's it's like a modular computer. You can you can build the pieces up. You can get it off Tindy. I'll put a link on the on the show notes about it, and Tinder. Um, on Tindy, oh, the, the electronics like buying and selling place, and that's quite clever because I think people started their own homebrew up and stuff for that, and they keep adding like, you know, a, an extra video card and then a sound card maybe and then a, a, an FM card or something. They keep adding bits to it. It's real clever stuff though, really clever stuff. See, a lot of this I think is going to be the future when. Saying, I don't know, a long time when the arcade boards finally do pack up and there's no... They will never pack up. There's no custom chips. You can build these custom chips with these things, can't you? Well, um, oh, God, what site is it? I can't remember the site now. I'll put it on the show notes if I remember. There's a site, and Porchy is part of it, John Porchy. Uh, they've actually reproduced custom chips. Ooh. Which is really clever. So they can revive some of these old boards. And what some people are doing as well is rather than the custom chips, they had a little a little sister board or a daughter card with normal chips in it that does the same th- same thing as the custom. So it's a bit bigger, but it fits in the same hole as the custom came out of. And talking right. about the future, there's quite a lot going on with the FPGA board, playing multiple mm. games as well. But that's going to be a thing I will be getting in the future, I think. Yeah, they're great. Aren't Love they? FPGA stuff because that that Berserk board I've got, um, the BZP is it? I can't remember what it's called now. The Berserk FPGA one and the Millstar one with Cubert on it, absolutely top notch. And that one that Tony had, the Multi Williams, brilliant. 
They're absolutely mm. perfect. It uses the same CPU. It's actually got the CPU on board. So they're not even emulating the CPU. They're actually using the CPU that that game would have used. Mm, it's Brilliant. clever, and it's clever stuff. Really cool. Right, we've got another new podcast. Vic Sage is back, really. He's done Centipede. Now he's doing Burger Time. And then little bite-sized, maybe 25 minutes podcasts. TheRetroist.com. Check it out. I haven't listened to it yet. I have to put it on in the car and, mm. and give that a listen. Really good. And Retro Domination are recording their final podcast. Fine, must be done as, as this is being released. They've had a good run a few years. Darren Dasborg, who was on here when you were in America yep. a while ago, he's he's part of that. So well done, lads. I think, like as we know, Daz and Tagster are doing the Arcade Perfect one now, so they'll perhaps carry on with that. Yeah, I think all the other people from the Retro Domination have gone on to other podcasts anyway. And they still run the Facebook page, so they keep going in what they're doing. Yeah. And also, good news, Galloping Ghost Pinball is open. Oh, nice. It's fully, properly open now. Officially open. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. It was sort of in bits when we were there. It had some interesting machines in there, but they weren't quite finished. It's picked up a Defender Pinball, rare as a unicorn, whatever. Oh, really? Defender Pinball, yeah. Nice. I knew I knew there was one resi- release. I think there's a Joust Pinball as well, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. I think the Joust one is a tabletop one, like a cocktail version. All right. I know there are, there are a few cocktail version pinballs. I've played one before. It wasn't the Joust one. It was another, another I can't remember the name it was, but it was a little tiny table one. They're really weird to play with. They're nice looking things. Recent pickups. So, have you been getting anything lately? I've got some more IPA. Yay! It's not arcadey, though, is it? No, it went. Is it, it even went... arcade-themed IPA? Wait, yeah, it is actually. Oh, go on! Now you've Hang got on, my attention. Kids. Hang on, kids. It's kind of. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, there's one that I haven't drank. It's called. Can you see that Interstellar IPA? It's got some spacemen's on the front. Got spacemen's, and it's from. A Preston brewery, which is near me, so I thought I'd try it. I've tried one. I didn't. I didn't think it was great, <laughs> to be honest. But oh, there you go. And yeah, that's it. I've got to stop these IPAs, Vic. It's not good, is it? Shall I hold up the arcade end of pickups? Uh, yeah, do that. So I've got a few things. Right, uh, the Pac-Man PCB and ninety-six in one kit is running perfectly now. I've been playing Oddball Pac-Man mazes. It's got loads of really weird mazes on there. Been playing Eyes on there. Oh, and great. Pengo. But the thing is, that, that PCB, the reason I got it, or I really wanted it in the first place, is I played one years and years ago, uh, uh, a guy called Simon White in Wales. He was um, uh, part of the Jammer in UK back years ago, but he's not really on it now. I think he's gone more into the pinballs. And I went to his house for a meet one year, a long, long time ago, over 10 years ago. And he had a Pac-Man machine, and it had a multi board in it and it's, I thought it was the one that I've got and I played Super Glob for the first time and I really loved it and I'm sure he had Frogger on there as well and it had loads of different games as well as the Pac-Man games I thought oh that's the one I want to get and it hasn't got this this Mike Doyle 96 in one Pac-Man hasn't got those games on it so I'm thinking maybe it's a revision it must be a revision yeah. a ROM revision I'm trying to get hold of it so I, I sent an email to Mike Doyle but I haven't anything back yet so hopefully I'll be able to get a different revision for that. But some of the games there are really cool. There's a game on there called Mr. TNT, which is quite smart. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Piranha, that's another fun take on um, Pac-Man. Did you see that the Galloping Ghost? Had its own yeah. bootleg cabinet. 
Invisible Maze, isn't it? Is that one? No, it's got um, the maze isn't quite a track maze. You can go around in in the spare, the blank parts of the maze as well as go through the tunnels. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's yeah. not quite a strict strict maze. But it's a fun little game. Uh, what else have I got? Oh, I got a poor old worn out spinner from Cine Steve. He sent me a spinner because I seem to have mislaid the one that I was going to give you and I was going to use mm-hmm. myself. I can't find it. Um, so it's a bit worn out. But you sent me for free. Thank you, Steve. Uh, and I've also printed, look at that, kids, a 3D printed, a new optical wheel for it already. Look at that. It is 3D. It's three dimensions. It's very flat, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's clever than printers. Yeah, but there's the broken one there. Look, look. It broke. Someone's stuck in a bite of the side of it. <laughs> Looks like someone's had a chomp on it. Um, so what I did is I sort of measured it with my vernier counted the holes around the outside and made a new one drew, drew up on the CAD and made a new one and it looks perfect so I've got to send uh, Rich Stryker one of those because he's had, he's had one of these these spinners off Steve as well we've both got one uh, all I need to do now is turn a new shaft to the spinner because the spinner shaft is bent believe it or not how did someone bend a shaft from a spinner it's about 10 mil thick how did they bend it while playing you mean I don't know. Must be hanging off of it with a bus on the end of them or something. Yeah. So I will sort that out. A little restoration project for that. Because I want to make myself a control panel with a spinner on it, um, a few buttons, and maybe a trackball. I don't know. So I can play these oddball games we're going to get into just on the PC, but with and proper a controls. Well, we won't need all that lot because I've got that on the cab. But if I just. And have... a steering wheel. Put a steering wheel on as well. Well, you can use that with the spinner, can't you? Yeah. If it's a spinner game, you can sort of add a steering wheel on top of that. And a on, trigger. Yeah. Be right, right, nice control panel, that. And a couple of pedals. Got, yeah. Uh, you can do your hands. Yeah. yeah. Cat food dispenser. Yes. Yeah. Everyone all needs very, that. very useful on the arcade controller. No, I will not be doing that. Spinner, mm. a couple of buttons, I think that's all it's going to have on it. Oh, oh, here's a good one. I've yeah. eventually got a Donkey Kong two layer board from Doc Mac. It finally came in the post. He sent me a, a Donkey Kong board so I can go in my little cab. Oh, brilliant. But no thanks to Bloody Royal Mail for charging me 55 quid for a package which Doc marked as gift. They even charge you for receiving gifts from your friends. Can you not claim that or something? No, don't think so. God. It's just awful, isn't it? Rip off Britain. Terrible. Yeah. It's going to get even worse soon. Yeah, so that's about it. That's about it for the... For the pickups, I think. I have got another ISIS cab coming in June. Is that seven? Seven. That'd be number seven. Wow. But what I need to do, Sean, is work out a theme for it. What am I going to do it up as? What am I going to transform it into? What have you got so far? You've got Cuba. Berserk. Donkey Kong. A multi-Konami. Bosconian. And Food Fight. You could put a trackball in it or something can't you do them kind of games or? not really because the, the control panels them are very very small they're only oh. about you can only get about 100 mil of, of depth into them they're quite small maybe a spinner then no I don't, I'm not that into spinner games I do like Arkanoid but I'm so bad at it I don't think I'd, I'd play it very much hmm. so what I was thinking I might do a game that I really do like playing like Kicker yeah yeah because it's, it's a game I really like but the thing is, though, with Kicker, when I play it, it's usually for an hour or more, and I don't often have that time to play it. But it would be it would look nice, themed as Kicker, though, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, did it, did that have a marquee and stuff? Yeah, oh yeah. It was, it, it was, it was, it was a it, full-on conversion kit. Had a control it, panel, yeah. marquee, side art, um, bezel, all sorts of stuff. But I, I want to do a sort of game that I'll probably never be likely to get, and also one that was never available in, in a cabaret style. Mm. So I have to work out what I want. I'm not sure at the minute. Hmm. Yeah, maybe a yeah. rare game that's expensive to buy, and I'll, I'll put a pie in it. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Space app. Is there room on the on the? Well, you could put any old buttons on it, couldn't you? You could just put four mm. four small buttons on it to play Space App. Good game, that it is. But I don't think it'd have that much appeal, lasting appeal for me. Yeah, you could play it once, then your hand hurts. Yeah, you do hurt your hands on it. Yeah, that'd be a, a weird one. Maybe I tell you what, I would like to play. In a proper cab, well, a sort of mini cab of it, is um, Crater Raider. Oh yeah, was that a spinner? Was that the one with a spinner and a trigger thing? Yeah, spinner that, and a trigger yeah. stick. Because the trigger stick had two yeah. buttons on it, and I didn't realise that one of the buttons is a shield. Oh, I didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Did yeah. you actually use I, it? I, yeah, I was got to about level four, I think, eventually. Oh, it's a great little game, isn't it? Yeah, it is good. But you, you need good. those controls. So yeah, I might mm. have to. You know what? That, that's a thought. Crater Raider. Because I could probably mm. get some artwork made for it as well. It's a fun little game. Yeah, good artwork from what I remember as well. Mm, we will see. Yes. Listener feedback. Right, we have a lot of feedback, so let's get going. Go on, man. Lewis Batcave, uh, when we mentioned the Blurbuster website about you know getting rid of lag on CRTs and LCDs and everything is, but the interesting thing on this website is the new V-Sync development, which usually adds lag to your game, and that eliminates all lag, so it's the same speed as the original boards, so zero lag, if you get what he's meaning. All right, interesting. So Mark K, speaking about Sol getting his T-shirt, to Lionel Brink, chuffed to bits with that, with just a taster. But next year, we've already got to Captain Starship Enterprise and dotted the bloody you. So next year, if there's not from Yorkshire, there's going down centric bloody universe we are. Take take of it what you will. He's saying he wants to, because he, he's a Yorkshire lad, he wants the T-shirt to remain in Yorkshire. Oh, I see. You don't give it back, but I wonder if I could get him back. That's a thought. Yeah. It'd stink of, like, Yorkshire tea and, and whippets. Flat caps. <laughs> Mr. Stuart Time Warp is put, we all love a bit of token. No, we don't. Never, never was particularly good at it, but looking forward to the challenge. The Lynx version was incredibly good. He's got it in his arcade, Time Warp Arcade. Well, I'm not going there then. It's still open, actually. He's not moved yet. Oh, he is moving. I read that the other day. Good luck with the move, Stuart, when you move. Mm, yeah. Bobby Idod. There was a picture of him uh, on Facebook, I think, with a picture of the 10p podcast on his mobile phone. And he says, I like taking my friends to work with me. Pretty sure my first PCB was a frogger boot, and I still haven't got round to fixing the sound yet, you lazy boy. And then GJ Harris, his, his other half, has put a good listen, although I haven't entered any scores for ages. The faults with Frogger over, over random deaths is down to the coding, especially on the logs. There is a snake that appears on the logs, but is invisible from time to time, and that's basically what kills you, and you don't see it. Then he's put, later levels, there's an alligator that bumps into the logs left to right, and you also don't see that, and that will kill you if you touch the edge of the logs. So that's what's killing you. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's had a look at the code. Invisible snakes. I've, I've, I've al- heard about the invisible snakes. I was talking to someone the other day, and they reckon that's what it is as well. So when you go on a log, because you get the, 
there's a problem with the invisible frog that jumps on your back. Yeah. They reckon there's an invisible snake as well. So you really do have to... Watch out for snakes. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Still a good game, though. Still a good game. Uh, Clark Campbell. He's been listening to some recent podcasts. Never really been that interested in playing the challenge games. Then you went and played Frogger. Froggy and L. Missed it by a few days. One of my favourite games ever. It inspired me to fart MAME on my MacBook Pro via OpenMU and give that little amphibium some robe, some road and rapids fun. First game scored more than 4,600 using my tiny arrow key cluster on the laptop and I've not played the game for decades. I think I had a version for the Amstrad CPC 464 or it was a very green version of my Dragon 32. That's going back a bit. Anyway, mm. got me thinking. What do others use for controls on their MAME setups? Surely not keyboard, right? <laughs> no... I can't stand console controls. I have USB versions of the NES, NES, Nintendo 64, and probably some more lurking in a box. I'm simply rubbish with pretty much every console controller out there, except maybe the 2600. For MAME, I did try buying an iCade-style controller, six buttons, a very sloppy eight-way joystick housed in a decent box. It connects to Mac or PC poorly. Or on Android and iOS, it's not that good either. Disappointing waste of cash. Some sort of Ultimark USB-encoded four-way, eight-way DIY job? Miss isn't going to appreciate an MDF box in the living room, but she'll get used to it. Yeah, them zero delay things, you, you're good at them, aren't you? Yeah, zero delays are really, they're about £6 and they're really easy to use. Do you, do you not need to do any soldering either? Absolutely none. Oh, I could even, I could do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe not, mm. sorry Vic. I'll, hey. I'll give you a hand. Seabu <laughs> Freak. Hi, Vic and Sean. Just wanted to say I'm a massive fan of the podcast. And are you aware of this Italian website, progrettosnaps.net? Yeah, that's where you get all your snapshots from for MAME. Mm-hmm. You can get marquees off it. You can get even get like stylized artwork that people have done. That's where, yeah, I get all my snapshots from. Anyway, I recently used them to update all my MAME icons, control panels, and even as PCBs and tons of cool info on it. Quick question to Sean. Does your MAME have Akai Katana? Thank you for reading my mail. Take care, guys. I thought, yeah, it might do. So I put it on, and I've got Akai Katana, which is a cave yeah. horizontal shooter in the lines of Pro Gear. So I had a few games on that. It's quite a modern it's, one, isn't it? It's only a few yeah, releases back, that one. 2010, I think, maybe. Mm. Yeah, but it runs at full speed, so it's cool. Excellent. Uh, you know, because you got so many games, you miss them, don't you? So thanks for that, Cebu Freak. Or Cybu Freak, as I call him. Could be Cybu, yeah. Cybu is a is that Cybu Kiatsu he's on about for Raiden. Oh, yes. The best be. shooters ever. Mm. The best vertical shooters. Everyone knows this. Casey Relford. <laughs> Casey Relford. Catching up on the Tenpence Arcade back catalogue while rebuilding AR2 boards assembly style. Oh, They do fail them things. What are they? They are two audio regulator boards for Atari games. Right, Big Doug's got one in, for instance. ZX Michael at Sean. I've been catching up with some old Ten Pence Arcade podcast and couldn't help your note fondness. Couldn't help but notice your fondness for the custard cream. I came across this and thought of you: a big custard cream cake from ASDA. I sent a picture of you for one of those a little while ago, didn't I? Yeah, it looks it looks delicious, but it's massive. I, I could use it as a pillow, I said, and then just nibble on it at night. That's an idea. Yeah. Mm. Crumbs, crumbs in bed, wife will love it. Yeah. Uh, Rob Duffy. Hi, chaps. Thanks for the great podcast and get me back into the arcade scene after a lengthy absence. Here goes my thoughts and first score submission for Toki. Initial thoughts. Found this rather irritating and rather difficult to start with. Returned to it on three occasions, managing between 10 and 20 minutes in each visit. 
As I invested more time, I found myself enjoying it more and found myself humming the rather irritating theme tune for a while after to myself. Started to get better as I learnt the patterns, but still found it rather difficult. In the end, I managed a score of, and we'll do that in the scores, as tempted as I was to hit continue, I stuck to the rules and only one game with three lives. Strangely, we'll probably go back and play it again at some point in the future. Look forward to the next challenge. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Rob. Nice, thank you. Next next one's a good one from Tagster. He sent me a picture and he's put, bloody hell, they've only just gone and released a Sean Holly action figure with an IPA straw accessory. And it's this little guy, looks like me, and he's got like a... I think he's supposed to be a conductor or something, is he? Must be, but what what conductors have got their own action figures that you know of? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it does look like you, though. Yeah. Everything so... looks like you. <laughs> you put have you put one on? You sort of put one on uh, about the crow or something, didn't you? I, I said, oh yeah, they've released one of me as well. It was a an action figure of the crow, yeah, Brandon Lee's uh, character in the crow. And he's got a really evil expression on his face. And I said, uh, this is this is uh, an action pose of me after beating you at some game or other. Or eating someone's soul who says Taito the wrong way around. Taito. Because Mr. Tagster and his little friend tend to say Taito. God, that annoys me. Yeah. Harumph. A big harumph. Yes. Uh, Kieran. Another excellent episode. Always makes my commute so much better. Listen to it twice so far. Keep the great work. Are you mad, sir? <laughs> Here's some old feedback we sent to the site, but we missed it. We'll have to try and keep on top of that. Ian Davies. Afternoon, chaps. Great podcast again. He's talking about Gyrus. Though I thought I'd, I'd suggest him recording at a more clement time in the future, or at least have some tasty sausages to hand. I, th- I think Vic had low blood sugar throughout the last episode. He was very tetchy, and I don't think it was just down to his ir- irrational antipathy towards the mighty Gyrus. He, could, he might be onto something there. I, 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 there was a lot of lack of sausages in my diet that week. Yeah. Mm. Which every every person, every right-thinking person knows is a bona fide classic. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. May I also no. say how much I enjoyed the Chicago ep- episode from Before Christmas. It sounds like an arcade utopia in the Windy City. Mm-hmm. Any, anyway, thanks again, Tim Pence. Your podcast is something to look forward to every two weeks, particularly at this hopelessly grim time of year. Cheers, Ian. No longer on Twitter because of Brexit is put in brackets. Well, yeah, there's a lot of talk of that. That's why you want to keep off there. Uh, as mm. Clark, another great podcast, lads, talking about Armoured Car. Keep the good work. I like to think of Victor and Sean as the arcade Victor, Vic and Bob. Similar humour and keeps me going. I've got a boring day ahead. Vic and Bob, that's very high praise, isn't it? Hmm. I would be Bob, I think, because I think he's the funnier. Everyone <laughs> says that, actually. And you're Vic, because you called Vic. Uh, and, and Bob Mortimer is a bona fide idiot. Yeah, and I am. He is one of my favourite idiots, actually. I love Bob Mortimer. Absolutely brilliant. He's great, isn't he? Friendly shout-outs. I've got a shout-out for Mr. Porchy. Do you know what he's gone and done? He's only gone and fixed my Arkanoid 2 board, which I thought was well beyond repair. Nice. He said to me, he's had it for ages and he kept chipping away at it and kept chipping away. It was more of a challenge for him than anything. I said to him, look, if you, it doesn't work, don't worry about it. Just keep it for spares, throw it away, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. And he, he said, no, no, I'm going to get it working. I'm going to get it working. He had all sorts of kit going and he got it working in theory and with loads of kit attached to it and he got it working through that. But then he, he actually 
I don't know what he even did to it, but he used something to make it work. And he, was, he said it had a big jolt of electric through it or something. It had taken out a load of custom chips or something that was hard to find. And he's got it going again. He sent it to me. How brilliant is that? Wow. And the next shout-out goes to Tony Temple for coming around and being awesome. Nice. Have you read the the latest arcade blogger? I haven't. It's good. What's it about? He hands it over to someone who got in contact with him about a raid they did in 2002 in America. It's very interesting. So oh, many rare cabs. That. So good. 2002, wow. Yeah, so back then there was a lot more cabs available as well. So the, the raids back then, and especially in America, would have been awesome. I'll put the uh, URL on the blog post. Mm. Another one is for the mighty Chris Parsons, who had a really, really good meet at his house. Always good there. Met loads of cool people. Usual crowd there. Really, really nice. Thank you, Chris, for putting it on. Thanks. And I'd like to give a shout-out to it. all the listeners and people I've met at the, at the club. There's someone I met for the first time, and I have forgotten. I am sorry. Anyway, I can't say. Lovely people, everybody. <laughs> that is the poorest shout I've ever heard in my life. It's not great, is it? It's, not it's more of a whisper-out than a shout-out. Yeah, bit of a... Uh. Japanese with 10 pants. Our usual excellent segment with a mysterious Japanese lady can't go on this week because she's not very well. Got a croaky voice. Yeah, so I've had another mysterious Japanese lady record a little message for her, and here it is. And there's a little a little bark at the end from Millie, her dog. That says get well soon, does it? Something like that. And there's a roof at the end. I got the, the dog roof at the end. Dog saying, yeah. That was, that was Millie. So bet, hopefully uh, from all of us, get well soon. I bet she's feeling rough. Oh dear, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Anyways up Arcade Master Quiz Sean If you haven't got one for me this time You're getting a frying pan around the ear roll Bang, I have, I got one Excellent, go on then Are you ready? I'm ready We'll start off with a true or false. True or false, as well as developing Toki, Tad Corporation also made Cabal. True or false? True. True. Well done. Because I did some research as well. Oh, bugger. Which two military vehicles could you control in the 1988 game Silkworm? A helicopter and a jeep. Yay! Says two. You'll get this one. What type of game is Ghost Pilots? It's a vertical shooter on a horizontal screen. Yes! Neo Geo game developer ADK were previously known as what? Ooh! NMK? No. Alpha Denshi Corporation. Oh, yeah. Silly me. Oh, number five. Name the year of release of Namco's Sky Kid Deluxe. What year? 86. Yes, bloody fire, Rick, I'm fire. I'm on fire. This is a, a, a single answer question. Is the 1986 game Flash Dragon, Flash Dragon, is it a pinball or a video? Pinball. Yeah. Because oh I'd never heard that... of it before. 
<laughs> how I don't I might have asked this before. How many buttons do you use in Konami's Green Beret? Two. Two, yeah. I also it's three, you know, because of the jump, but it's not, is it? Ah yeah, it's diagonal. Should be right, really. This will get you. This will get you. What is unusual about the nineteen eighty five Nichibutsu game Mag Max? What's different about it? Mag Max? You're a robot in that, aren't you? Kind of. No, no. You're a ship. You might turn into a robot. You're doing all nitty bits. I'm thinking of Galvan. Mag Max. I don't know. It's an isometric shoot 'em up. So you go in and out of the screen, horizontal shoot 'em up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, I don't know. I know the name. I remember the name a lot. Maybe there was a conversion on the 8 bit computers, but I can't remember the game. Okay. Yeah, it's, it looks a bit like a Mode 7 Nintendo thing going on, you know. Ooh. Right, this is kind of a trick question. Which hardware runs Atari's Paperboy? System 1. No, it's System 2. Ah, oh, System 1 is the Indiana Jones and Roadrunner, isn't it? Yeah, even Always getting too mixed up. There was a kind of crossover between System 1 and 2. If This was not... I think it was made on system two but released in system one era or something like that okay anyway yeah it's a bit weird right you got six out of ten hey, that's that's, that's the most we've ever got is six no one's got more than six out of ten so far it is last question leland's laser disc game space ace was ported to many home consoles and computers name one of them remember it's space ace so it's a it's got to have a lot of storage uh, it wasn't on the cdi um it was. CDI. Yeah. Seven out of ten. Philip CDI. Wow. Yeah, you could have had Famicom, Mega CD, Sega Mega CD, 3DO, Jaguar CD, Nintendo Wii. Ah. Oh, really? Commodore, Commodore Amiga had it. God knows how that happened. Oh, God, that would be awful. And MS-DOS CD-ROM had it as well. Oh, okay. Seven out of ten, Vic. Well done. Nice. I am the winner at the Mastermind Quiz. Yay! Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 second though. You are well done. Out of two, two. <laughs> you're just you're just trailing, son. Just trailing. Yeah, we should add up all the points. Oh, I can't be I, I can't be bothered. If anyone wants to go listen to us waffling on, they're quite welcome to. <laughs> I think you'd definitely be beating me then. Anyway, so all... feature game review. Here is the featured game review. It's Toki, 1989 from TAD, TAD Corporation, licensed to Fabtech for distribution, called Juju Densetsu in Japan. It's an eight-way game with two buttons, fire and jump. The hardware runs on Motorola MC68K and a Z80, presumably for sound. It explains a lot about this game. It runs on a 68K processor. Mm. Toki's a scrolling platform adventure, I'd call it. It's kind of a cross between Wonder Boy, Metal Slug, Ghosts and Goblins, and Rastan. So, so calls it Monkey Rastan. He's got it bang on there, I reckon. This is the story. It's great. You were once a handsome git called Toki with a fit girlfriend. Then your girlfriend got stolen, and you were magicked into a monkey by a skinny wizard with a face like a goat. A goat skull, goat skull face wizard. Now you must quest through several bad places to defeat the wizard, rescue your girlfriend, and change back into a bloke. The end. Is one of them bad places a knackered village? 
I don't think there's any. There's like knackered mountains. They, they look pretty bad. Yeah. yeah How do yeah. you play it, Sean? Tell me. Navigate. You navigate. It's like a ship, but it's on feet. With a compass. With, almost. You navigate six bonkers scrolling levels of equally bonkers bad guys and scenarios. Toki can jump and fire in eight directions, Metal Slug style. This is six years before Metal Slug, remember. Although Toki fires when he stops. Fires when he stops. Stops when he fires. <laughs> and like Metal Slug, you can run along and fire. Level one. Do you want to know what level one is, Vic? You do, don't you? Don't what you? is don't in level you? one? Because it's as far as I got in the game. Oh, my God. Labyrinth of Caves. This is the little bit. You get a little kind oh, of... A labyrinth of caves? Yeah. What? Isn't labyrinth a, a labyrinth a kind of cave anyway? You could have a labyrinth of hedges. Couldn't you? Or breadsticks. Yeah, that'd be great. Anyway, the evil hand of Bashtar has seized the lovely Miho. Her beloved, the mighty Toki, has also been dealt a wicked blow. Now reduced to a lowly ape, Toki must risk a perilous journey to free Miho and regain his manhood. He's an ape with a massive heed. Very weird. Within a few minutes of playing, you realise that everything is quirky about this game the graphics the tunes the weird sound effects unique really i've always avoided this game because i thought it looked but now i've grown to quite like its style it's basically an ugly amiga game like most amiga games ugly just we have uh, some amiga listeners are going to be switching off I, i just think a lot of amiga games are horrible i was talking to someone at chris parsons meet about amigas i just don't like the games i remember a lot of the Psygnosis games, back in the day, they were like, you know, groundbreaking. But you look back on them now, they're really ugly. All basically, it's of... just the same game. All of them are just always the same kind of thing. Shadow of the Beast. Yeah, horrible game. It looked okay, but I mean, well, if you like that kind of style. But it was just a horrible game to play. Never liked it. It was, it was, all, it was graphics over yeah, substance. Yeah, everything else, yeah. There, there is an, a style of Amiga graphics. I'll give you that, and you either like it or you don't. I yeah, suppose. Not keen. Right. So, Toki, bless him. He has four or five different types of bullets he can collect from urns. I love collecting bullets from urns. They're all pretty useful. And he has a helmet power up, so he can run into things like a, like an American footballer's helmet, which well, you do find in jungles all the time. No, you don't. Mm. Why is that in this game? Why wasn't it like a big coconut? helmet or something why, be, why an american football helmet in a jungle in a weird world and he also has sneakers later on so he can jump high yeah i can jump quite high in sneakers but not any higher than normal so i don't know what, what kind of anyway all power-ups are timed talking of timed as a timer it's pretty generous unlike the unforgiving gameplay i notice what happens when you leave it too long and your timer runs out. It makes a sort of funny running out of time noise. And then this big skull head thing comes and kills you. Yeah. There's Skullington. No, there's no let up in this game. Level two's a swimming bit. You can there's a spiky Is it? little Yeah. There's spiky turtles and there's King Neptune, you can shoot him to death. And then the end of level bosses in this game as well, forgot to mention that. This one is like a weird kind of Michelin man that spits eyes out at you. It's, it, Obviously. They're all really imaginative, but bonkers graphics. you just got to keep shooting them. Level three. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention there's an overworld map that scrolls along, like 
ghosts and goblins ghouls and ghosts must have copied it it scrolls along like that so you reach each level it gives you a little description yeah this one's like an underground caverns level with lots of lava boss on this one is like a big squelchy brain thing on legs and he spits out letters that say burp what b-u-r-p comes out burp okay do you know how to it's really i looked at a, a walkthrough on youtube and you run under his legs you can crouch and sort of crawl under his legs you turn around and just shoot him he's dead That's all right easy. is that easy yeah hmm. but if you didn't know that You've, you know, you've got to know that his legs don't kill you when you're in crawling mode. Oh, okay. So it's trial and error, like all of it. Level four is Ice Palace, which you do get in jungles. Disappearing platforms, Wonder Boy style. You can bounce on enemies, Mario style, by the way. You can bounce on them on the heads to kill them. I only realised that later on when I was playing it. But you use that a lot to get high up power-ups. Yeah, because if you watch, it's always useful to watch the attract mode in some of these games. And it does show you how to do that, and I sort of gathered that from watching that. Mm. This this is the easiest boss, I think. It's an elephant made of triangles. You just crouch down and shoot. You don't even have to do anything. He's dead. Right. Poor elephant. Level five, dark jungle. It's raining, and enemies will materialise two millimetres from your current position to happily kill you over and over and over again. Mm. Annoying. It, it's really hard, this one, because they just pop up in front of you. You can, Also, there's another bit. You can collect coins through the game, and once you get 50, you get an extra life, and it should be around level 5 that you get 50 coins. Right. End of level boss features the hand that grabs you. You know there's like disembodied hands that grabs your girlfriend yeah. on your track screen? Or you, you've, got that, you've got two of those hands and two feet on this level oh. with a heart, and you've just got to shoot the heart and dodge all the hands and feet. I can actually do that. Not on one credit, but I can I can get to that. Mm. Level six is Golden Palace, and that is not the name of your favourite Chinese takeaway. Yeah, we've got a chip shop called the Golden Carp. Mm, I call it a... the, I call it the Golden Crap. <laughs> we've got a, a pub called the Golden Cup. No, Golden Carp, you idiot. Carp. Yeah, it's in fish. It's a Chinese chip shop. Dumbass. Anyway, Fireball Power Up has a power gauge. Ooh. Didn't know that, did you? Did no. you? Don't know why it does, but it does. None of the others do. But it's useful for getting them flying things. God, they're annoying. God, they're. Annoying. Have you? You won't have seen them. Oh, you? the ghosties with the spears. Well, they look like big pygmy things with spears. No, and with wings. Them. And if you shoot them, you've got to keep backing off to shoot them, or they'll fly behind you and then attack. God, they're hard. No, hard, hard noise. Hard news. Bad news. Tricky. What am I yeah. about? Anyway, Sean, the... Sean, yeah. use your words. Yeah. Use your words. The ones I gave you, Sean, use them. Okay, hang on. Let me find a piece of it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. The minecart ride in this level is quite cool. You're on like a Indiana Jones kind of minecart ride. <sighs> you jump, jump in knackered tracks. And the very last boss, which even Charlie Farr has not yet done, is a disembodied wizard, the goat face wizard. And you've got to shoot him in the heart, and he protects his heart with like the skull that comes out, and his hands. Are kind of, God, it's hard. Mm. But I've seen the walkthrough, and you can do it. Uh, that's the end. You get a little cutscene. You change back into a man. You cuddle your girlfriend. You order in a pizza and put Ozark on Netflix. The end. Well, why wouldn't you? Mm. 
after you complete or as i did cheat through this game the credits roll and all the bad guys are named as well as the programmers there's a little sort of picture of the programmers at the end in the humorous digitized picture oh nice it, it is full of quirky stuff yeah yeah anyway tips and secrets tips and secrets reactions will only get you so far in this game it's all about memorizing enemy placements and landscape edge your way into an area wait for the onslaught shoot bad dudes move on uh try not to get hit by a single projectile or touched by a baddies you'll lose a life again and again that's the same as all games isn't it not really uh, not games with a small life bar, especially. Having projectiles fired at you from zero distance is also annoying, and you can only get around that by memorising everything, which I'm really mm. not into. I'm not anymore, can't be asked. If a baddie goes past you off the left side of the screen, on a lot of games that's it, but they all nearly always come back oh, to right. games, so you've got to watch out. So they fly over the top of you, especially them ones with wings, because they can fly. Yep. They're going to come back, so you've got to... Got to Seagulls. There is some birdies. There's some hate beaks in it. Got a couple of links there and no shows to a couple of playthroughs. God knows how they've done that. It's just a lot, a lot of practice, which we can't be bothered doing, can we? Absolutely not. Right. This game for me, dead ugly sprites. And your character looks like those Japanese caricatures you see a lot in Japan. They've always got really enormous heads. Um, Mm. If you think about you know the game Karate Champ, the one-on-one fighting game with the two joysticks? Yeah. When you do a level in that and the little girl comes up to you and talks to you, you'll get a really big head. And there's some other mm. games, I think... Oh, I can't remember the name of the game now. There's a few Japanese games which are very distinctively Japanese, and they've got little characters with really big heads. And there's a quite a few... Yeah. It, must be, it must be a Japanese anime thing, maybe, to have big-headed characters. I don't yeah. know, but that's what it seems to be like. And I just really, really don't like the graphic style on it. Horrible things. Um, I don't like the brick wall font they use for the title screen in your high score initials. That annoys me. You know how mm. I get annoyed by fonts. More fonts, more. Uh, and the sound's okay, though. Sounds quite good. Well, I've put strange human sounding sound effects. And I've, I I thought they were like weird pygmy Mayan Mayan style inspired graphics but the big head thing now makes more sense doesn't it yeah anyway i've put vic and i applaud individuality in no, the we don't. industry and no, so we rate this very highly indeed no we don't here here no i really don't like the game no cabinet art then go on there's no cabinet art um tad weren't an arcade machine manufacturer as such just software on the circuit boards um taito tecmo and sammy assisted Tad in distributing their arcade titles, while Fabtech, I think you said earlier, distributed every arcade title of theirs internationally. Right. Trivia. Toki is named after the son of the owner of Tad. Also, Toki is uh, one of my friends Hannah's old guinea pig. Oh, hamster. Sorry. Hannah's hamster was called Toki, her old one. The new one's Nathan. (laughs) You wouldn't call her... A guinea pig, Tokyo, that'd just be silly. But a hamster. Yeah, definitely a hamster it was. Understandable, yeah. Apparently, according to MAME Info, there's a bad ending to this game. You can reach Ooh. a bad ending if you died last life after the fifth continue in stage six. 
Oh, really? Final... Yeah, what you can do, because I was crediting through it because I wanted to see it, you, you get to the final level and it says you have five continues left, then four, then three, then two. So it, it you can't go all the way through it. Right. But, yeah, I don't know what a bad ending is. I've Googled it. I can't find it. Oh, so you just don't finish it if you run out of continues, I take it. I don't know. I don't know what the bad ending is. I would imagine you don't get the girl or something. Or, oh, bummer. Or, or, or the pizza. No. Anyway, there is a debug mode as well, apparently. Mr. Akira Sakuma, programmer of this game, divulged, divulged this trick in October 2015, 26 years after the original game's release. In order to access, this might just be the Japanese one, then, the Juju Densetsu hidden debug mode user hex editor. <laughs> and Obviously. Open certain files and do certain things, and then you can you get a debug mode with like M could be number of monsters on screen, E is energy, all that kind of stuff appears on the screen. Oh, okay. Uh, Tad Corporation was founded by former employees of the company Datarist and was named after its founder and owner named Tadashi Tad Yokoyama. They did a few games, didn't they? Not many. They did Cabal, as we said. Yeah, that's the, that's the most famous one I can think of in this. Mm. And I reckon, is this got to be one of the first games where the end of level bosses have actually have an energy bar, so you can see how much you've got to hit them before they die? There must be ones before it, but I can't uh, doesn't, think what. The, don't the baddie ships in Nemesis have energy bars as well? I'm not sure they do. Because the first ship does. You've got to break through. The, oh, it's, it's more of a sort of shield you've got to break through, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it is. Don't know. There are a few... Uh, Sort of ports and sequels to this. It was an HD remake of Toki, which had been made in 2009. It's only just been released as an exclusive on the Switch in 2018. We reported on it back then. Uh, the graphics have been vastly improved. They're really nice looking things. Or just reimagined. They sort of have. They, they look a lot nicer. The graphic style now is it looks more cartoony. Mm. It's, it's, it's a really nice looking game now, actually, the new one. But um, they couldn't really be made worse unless they drew them in actual shit and then <laughs> rendered them in more actual shit. They couldn't get any worse unless they made the Switch cartridge case out of dried feces. So no, not a fan of the graphics? No. Um, but the new one on the Switch does look quite pretty. Well, it was released on quite a few things. Okay. Ports and consoles. Atari 7800, Lynx, NES, Mega Drive, C64, Atari ST, and Amiga. I think I played it on the Amiga, you know, back in I'm the day. Not, I don't. Um, right, the scoring, I'm not even going to put a score in. I couldn't even get off level one. It bugged me that much. Oh. So I didn't even bother, really. So, me, zero. Uh, Neil twenty to five is of the same opinion. Oh, 100- he's just cheated though. He's he's got a hundred points. He's just beat me. You swine, Mister Twenty to Five. He's put Toki. What a jokey, utter turd. A hundred points. I'd rather do the hokey cokey. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to put my left leg in as well. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Hannay, twelve thousand three hundred fifty. Hi, hard game this week. Nice sound graphics. Okay, but too hard for me. Played it enough to get a five-figure score, but too much going on screen for it to keep me interested. I think I got about twenty-five thousand or something. I didn't. I didn't finish last boss, the first boss, 
put it that way. Right, right. Rob, Arcade79, 16750. I'll be honest, it's just to put a score in. Damn dirty apes. It's this Neanderthal mistook the bingo machine for a buffet. I've tried it and I absolutely hate it. Some games are just to turn off and it's exactly what I did. Yep, wise words. Steve Tyke, 19,750. I had a quick go last week. Too many traps, early doors. Typical insert coin to continue guzzler. Not for me. Yeah, it is really, isn't it? Mm. Mark Happy Dude, 26400, was hoping to get a few more games in this weekend, but I made a nice slice into my thumb, which means no gaming. Show me a picture of it. He's, he's cut a four centimeter gash into his thumb doing some arcade stuff. Ow, I didn't manage that. He was cutting towards himself, I think, something like that. Oh, and Mark Happy Dude. He's got stitches. You know what I say? Unhappy Dude. You know what so, I say? Cut, cut twice, measure... Measure twice, cut once. <laughs> or, measure twice, don't cut your thumb off. And he's got stitches in it and everything. Ooh, it's, it's bad. I hope you get well soon, Mark. Mm. Uh, Paul McCaskey, 32,300. It seems a bit odd and looks like a memory game that would take some serious time. Ooh, Michael Vortman. Ape man I am. Bravely off to rescue my lady. No, no, no big bad guy. Get lost. Don't eat me. Please don't jump on me. Ouch. And he got 35,500 points. Here's Jimmy, got 35,850. No time to play this week. Looks a good game. Uh, easy Ghosts and Goblins, nice graphics and sound. No, no, they weren't, Not Jimmy. Easy. No. We missed Rob Duffy. I missed Rob Duffy putting it putting on on this chart. So he got 32,650, as we read out in the feedback. Uh, as Clark, 46,800. Not the sort of game I'd have wasted 10 pieces on back in the day, but I quite enjoyed it. I just can't be bothered to suss out level two. Mm. Benson Rad, 55,600. Uh, Exploding Pinball Man. <laughs> 72,100. Monkey see, monkey spit. Boom, boom, pinball. Boom, go, pinball. Tactical Giles just got a score in time. 77,650. It's an okay game. Feels like a mid-90s console game more than an arcade game. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'd say that. Sal Buglerissi, 83,700. I didn't like this game at all the first few times. It really grown me after a while. Wish I had more time to play. It's been a busy two weeks. Now, you know the game isn't that good if Sal mm. likes it. Because yeah. <laughs> Sal is... Our man of distinction who likes the slightly less than average games pretty yeah. nicely. <laughs> Nick 73, 85, 450. Not loving this one. I think Mare sums it up. Too many bits where you're almost guaranteed to die first time. Turns into a memory exercise. Yes, it yep. does. Soul 87, sorry, 87,850. Good to come back to Monkey Rastan after all these years. Yeah. Brian Haribo, 88350. Basically, for the sound effects, the programmer just recorded himself getting punched in the balls. That's about right. Jeremy Riley, 88400. Hi, mine hosts. Great podcasting as always. I first came across a pretty good conversion of Toki on the Atari Lynx back in the 90s, but didn't care for it. However, given it Sean's recommended hour has changed my opinion. Very solid platforming. Whilst there's not a favourite run and gunner, that would be Rygar. I set myself the goal of beating the default top high score with Jez, which I did. Well done. Brygar's great, isn't it? Tronads, no. 89,300. Didn't really have time to learn this one, but it's all right. Ian Cullen, 91,050. Not a fan of this one. Rainbow Islands would have been a better choice, but it's never going to happen. Do you don't like Rainbow Islands? No. I'm not a fan of it. 
Mm. Tagster, 91600. Sorry, love, you've got the wrong monkey. Charlie Farr might save you, though. Enjoyed the Frogger podcast, guys. Always a good laugh. Just spotted the Australian Sean picture on your website. Funny speech bubbles. Uh, Zipper, 97,800. Liking Toki, level three. We'll come back to it sometime. Welcome back, Zipper. Where you been, man? Where's he been? Not a bin, man. Where's no, he he's been? not been a bin, man. No. Matthew Bridge, 99,000. We'll play more through the week. I think that's all he got in the end. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> he's above as well. He's got 99,200. Got an extra 200 points. Well done. Tried many times, but I'm used to it at stage three, but... Chris plus plus hundred and four thousand nine. That's where the score's gotten stacking good now. Uh, in spite of being yet another scrolling platform game with a primate, this has a lot of imaginative bits and funny death faces. The master strike is that you could fire straight upward as well as diagonally. That does add to it, I think. Yeah, it makes it a bit, a bit better as you can shoot stuff up and down as well. Mm. Deadlock. I think a lot of these scores now is that everyone getting to the start of level three and then getting hammered, yeah. you know, getting destroyed. Deadlock, 106-300. bit better than my earlier score. Not a bad little game once you get into it. You do start to progress nicely the more you play. Hashtag Toffee Pops beats Custard Creams. No, they don't. No, they probably do. What are Toffee Pops? Do you know what they I don't are? know, but Custard Creams are Custard Creams and everything beats Custard Creams. No. Benny Benassi, 106,800. Significant improvement. Level 3 is starting to get cheaper with the deaths, but still enjoying Toki. Next, you've got me with 106,900. I did play it quite a lot, actually, and I got more and more annoyed with it, so I, I gave up. Mm. Yeah, it's not brilliant. 106,900. Chris of the boot, bootlegged Mooncresters, 110,700. Shooty monkey balls. Oof! Mark Watt, no gravy, 124, 150. That's me done. It's grown on me, to be fair, but it's not a classic. I would have never played it had it not been for the show, so that's something at least. Uh, Bill Wellham, 145,200. Toki has been fun, but I think I've played it enough now. Need to play shmups, not chimps. <laughs> yes. In third place, good player, very good player, Ben Granville, 152,800. Shoot monkeys in face. This is a good console-style platform game. However, I don't think it's as good as an arcade game. Mm, yeah. Uh, Michael Tillander, 207,700. My final entry, I think. Spending too much time on this. He put loads of scores in. Well played, Michael. And in first place, who, who would normally get first place, Vic? Uh, me really usually wouldn't i or yeah we've yeah. got a newcomer here a newcomer he's straight well played this guy charlie far he's called yeah mr far charlie far yeah nice that sounds all right 298 950 only a hundred thousand more than the no ninety thousand more. <laughs> yeah that's all than the second place spitty monkey bit of a memory fest do not like the last boss so he's got to the last boss which is extremely difficult right i just thought of something right Mm. Mystery and Cullen. There are some games we'll probably never get to because either Sean and I really hate them or they've got really odd controls or we can't get hold of the ROM or I don't know, for whatever reason. If the listeners really like a game and they know we're not going to like it or we're never going to do it, why don't you do a review for us and send it in? If you can do a review, audio review, and send it in, That'd be really cool. Have some listener reviews of games we might not ever play. That's a great idea. Yeah. I can... How about starting off with Moon Patrol? We've done Moon Patrol. By, followed by 1942. We've done 1942. 
followed by Rygar. We've done Rygar. Oh, it's not going well, this, is it? Not really. Fo- followed by Battle Back Raid. Have we done that? Yeah, we have. Oh, I can't remember. There's <laughs> been so many of them. Yeah, so if you think uh, there's a game you really like, maybe your favourite ever game, send us a review in. That'd be interesting to hear. Yeah, it would. Especially games that most people really hate. For some reason, you like them. Mm. Right. Yeah, it'd be interesting. So, summary and improvements on Toki. I reckon no one-hit deaths in this game. That'd be make, make the game just better. Because one-hit deaths are just cheap. Mm. Especially in a game like this, I mean. More random elements that rely on skill rather than memory. Uh, because I've always hated the art style of this game. It just didn't really feel the game. Coupled with the memory-based tactics needed to progress in the game, I just didn't want to play it. Even though I went back to it multiple times and tried. I didn't just have one go. I had quite a few goes at this. And I just couldn't progress. I couldn't progress quickly enough. That's what annoyed me about it. I did get to the boss on the first level, which is incredibly racist. You reckon? Yeah, it really is. And he jumped on me, so he killed me straight away. Nope. In the Switch version, they've changed the graphics slightly, so it's not racist. Right. It's 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 hard to... The racist thing's a bit hard, isn't it? Especially these old games. It was it oh, was it... of a time, and... Uh, I don't know. You can't you still really can't excuse it. So I, I don't like that. Don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've put here we go Toki feels good to control the graphics and sound are different which is no bad thing the gameplay starts okay but soon becomes brutally hard if you don't memorise where the bad guys are and that is not enjoyable for me it reminds me of Ghouls and Ghosts we played a while ago I credited through this with auto fire on and endless lives I kind of enjoyed it because you're just creeping through creeping through but back in the 80s I would have given this one a miss had I ever seen it which I don't think I did Only on consoles. I think I did see the Amiga. They had this in three in a row in Weymouth in the arcade. There was three together on the seafront. And I don't think I... I think I must have played it once and hated it. So this game, me and this game have got form. I've always (laughs) hated it. I've always disliked it. Uh, Improvements I would make. You can only fire left and right when you jump. I would change that so you can fire in all directions mid-jump and respawn exactly where you died not a couple of screens back get rid of the cheap placements of enemies to catch you after a jump or a fall i think that's just lazy programming or evil programming to kill you off and get your money nope I yeah it's, play it. yeah it is it's insulting isn't it when you get that it's quite it's okay for a credit through but for a score i think it must be easier than ghouls and ghosts i don't think i could credit through ghouls and ghosts. oh god no 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 that's almost no. really difficult yeah, but I didn't do the last boss though. I couldn't do him. I tried about for five or six minutes, and I couldn't kill him with just auto fire and endless lives. I think I just put what did I just I just put invulnerability on just to see the final level where they wow. you know, the guys the guys come and kiss not the guys the girls and the guy comes and kisses and mm. there you go. yeah. So not for me. I'll never play it again. I don't think I will. To be honest, nah, not so good. Goodbye, Toki. But it's next week's game. The next two weeks' game are going to be any good, Sean. Next show's game. Well, Mr. Mark Happy Dude. Are you sure it's Mark Happy Dude, not you? 
it's not me because I'm not sure on this really. He, apart from slicing his thumb off, he's been on about this game for years. He's been on about, on about the listener pick when we did Peter Packrice that long ago. Ooh. He wanted us. He wanted us to do this, and I've only played it in the first arcade club, the little shop that was arcade club zero point five, and it is Giga Wing. It is, and it's I off. wish we played that. Instead of Peter Packrat back then, <laughs> it's a vertical shoot 'em up on a horizontal screen. Mm, Capcom game, and we want you to have three lives with a bomb stock of two. Difficulty two. Not sure about extra lives and no continues, people. Yeah, in normal mode, you can press F two to see the service menu and see the game settings. Everything's pretty I'll... standard though. Yeah, on your Raspberry Pis is probably probably the same. I'm not sure actually. Yes, so submit your score on Twitter with hashtag 10pscore, 10pscore on Facebook as a comment on our page, podcast post. Pictures, please. Uh, the deadline for sort score submissions is Tuesday, 19th of March, 5pm UK times. Because we are recording Tuesdays now, aren't we? We are, Sean. Because of my hectic work schedule. <laughs> and did you know Tuesday yes. is bin day? Is it? Arcade podcast and bin day. It's our bin day today. It's been the recycling. Mm, cool. Yeah. Anyway, go and play Gigaway. I've played it already. Uh, I've played it for about two minutes. Got a score of 15 billion. <laughs> it's got a lot, a lot of... Oh, no, I just thought of something. When we do the scores, when we do the podcast, we have to read them out. <laughs> They're really long scores. They're like 10-digit figures. No, more than yeah. that, 12-digit figures. It's trillions it goes into, doesn't it? Is it oh billions or trillions? I think it's billions. billions. It might, I think if you're any good, it probably goes into trillions. That is ridiculous. And on that note, thanks for listening and goodbye. Thank you, kids. Goodbye. Because compared to the flowers and the birds and the trees, I am an man. But you know what you have to get rid of first? You cannot use... What's that yellow called? Custard. No, on a Battenberg. Icing. You can't use icing. No, it's not icing, you <laughs> What is it? It's what is it? What, y- yellow stuff, what are you on about? Uh, that f***ing yellow stuff made out of um, almonds. Mar- marzipan. Marzipan. Oh. I just had marzipan disremembrance. <laughs> <laughs> you can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes... And leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 